Every year, October brings pumpkin spice, Halloween, and domestic violence awareness month. Since trick-or-treating is in jeopardy from COVID, and I don't like pumpkin spice, that leaves domestic violence awareness month as my focus for this podcast. It also gives me a moment to pay tribute to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg with a look at one of her opinions. I'm Paul Stein from NIPTI, and this is DV and RBG. Domestic violence, or intimate partner violence, is defined by the Center for Disease Control as physical violence, sexual violence, stalking, threats, or psychological aggression by a current or former intimate partner, whether or not the partner is a spouse. Now, New York defines domestic violence as family violence in CPL section 530.11 subdivision 1, and includes parties that are spouses, former spouses, people who have a child in common, or who have had an intimate relationship. Also included as parties and family offenses are people related by blood or marriage. Now, setting aside the loss of trick-or-treating, which to me is a blessing, because for once on October 31st, I can have dinner in peace, and also setting aside my disdain for pumpkin spice, October reminds us to take a moment to reflect on the significance of domestic violence prosecutions. They are difficult and often frustrating cases for reasons you all know, and I'll leave for another time. But these cases are vital to community safety. And here's why, as illustrated by some statistics. According to a recent National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey, in the United States, 37.3% of women and 30.9% of men have experienced this kind of violence in their lifetime. The United States Department of Justice reports that 19% of domestic violence incidents involve a weapon, and if that weapon is a gun, the risk of a homicide occurring increases by up to 500% according to the American Journal of Public Health. And here's a thing we should all be very concerned about. After seeing about 40 years of the reduction in domestic violence homicides, beginning in 2014, domestic violence homicides have actually been trending upwards. Currently in the United States, almost four women a day are killed by an intimate partner. And if you break this down even further, according to the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence, intimate partner homicides comprise about 10% of murders nationwide. Of those intimate partner homicides, women make up 70% of the victims. And not only that, guns are what is used most often to kill these women. And we've known this fact for a long time. And that's why almost 25 years ago, Congress passed the Lautenberg Amendment to the Gun Control Act. This amendment closed a loophole in federal gun control laws, whereby defendants convicted of a felony had been prohibited from possessing guns, while defendants convicted of misdemeanors were still permitted to possess them. And what we also know is that many domestic violence felony arrests result in misdemeanor convictions, for reasons I'm sure you all know, but is mostly the result of victims ceasing their cooperation with the prosecution of the case. The Lautenberg Amendment made it unlawful for any person who has been convicted in any court of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence to possess a firearm. And this is 18 U.S. Code Section 922 G9. Now, a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence under this statute 
is defined as a misdemeanor under federal, state, or tribal law and has as an element the use or attempted use of physical force or the threatened use of a deadly weapon committed by a current or former spouse, parent or guardian of the victim, by a person with whom the victim shares a child in common, by a person who is cohabitating with or has cohabitated with the victim as a spouse. In New York, CPL 37015 provides us with access to the Lautenberg Amendment, and you should be aware that CPL 37015 was amended in April of 2020, and there are two amendments to this statute, so let's review 37015, and I'll point out the changes. First, CPL 37015 Subdivision 1 now requires, rather than permits, the people to serve on the defendant and file with the court a notice alleging that the defendant and his victims were members of the same family or household and that the defendant has been charged with specific misdemeanors. Now, these misdemeanors are Assault 3, Criminal Obstruction of Breathing or Blood Circulation, Unlawful Imprisonment 2, Coercion 3, Criminal Tampering 3, Criminal Contempt 2, Harassment 1, Aggravated Harassment 2, Criminal Trespass 2, or Arson 5. And remember, the attempts to commit any of those crimes also fall under this statute. Now, all of those crimes are listed in CPL 37015 Subdivision 1. Same household or family is defined, as you know, in CPL 53011 Subdivision 1. Now, this notice has to be given no later than 45 days after the defendant's arraignment. And the notice must include the name of the victim and the nature of the relationship alleged pursuant to CPL 53011 Subdivision 1. Now, the second change to the statute provides that if the allegations in the notice are proven, and remember the defendant is entitled to a post-conviction hearing on this issue, the court is now required to report the determination and conviction to DCJS within three business days. That's under CPL 37015 Subdivision 2. Now, prior to this amendment, the court had no three-day deadline in which to report to DCJS. So, we have the Lautenberg Amendment that prohibits defendants convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence from possessing guns, and New York's CPL 37015's procedure for finding and reporting that a defendant is so convicted. The Lautenberg Amendment was the subject of a case called U.S. v. Randy Edward Hayes, 555 U.S. 415 from 2009. And here are the facts. In 1994, Hayes had pleaded guilty to what the local Fox News station described as a minor crime of a misdemeanor battery offense in West Virginia. The victim in that case was his wife, Mary. At the time, he and Mary had a child together. And after his plea of guilty, Hayes was sentenced to one year of probation. Ten years later, on July 25th of 2004, the police in Marion County, West Virginia, were summoned to Hayes' home in response to a domestic violence 911 call. When the police officers arrived at Hayes' home, he consented to a search of his house, and a number of rifles were discovered. Hayes was arrested, and on January 4th of 2005, he was indicted in federal court on three charges of possessing firearms after having been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence in violation of the Lautenberg Amendment. The indictment contained a notice of additional factors, alleging that Hayes had been convicted in West Virginia State Court in 1994 on a misdemeanor battery offense that satisfied the definition of a misdemeanor conviction of domestic violence. Hayes appealed his conviction. He claimed that the domestic relationship must be an element of the underlying misdemeanor conviction in order to cause a violation for weapons possession 
pursuant to the Lautenberg Amendment. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit agreed with Hayes and reversed his conviction. The government appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now enter Justice Ginsburg. Writing for a 7-2 majority that reversed the Fourth Circuit's decision, Justice Ginsburg's opinion holds that while the domestic violence relationship must be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, that relationship does not have to be an element of the underlying crime. Justice Ginsburg wrote, Congress defined misdemeanor crime of domestic violence to include an offense committed by a person who had a specified domestic relationship with the victim, whether or not the misdemeanor statute itself designated the domestic relationship as an element of the crime. She points out that to read the statute otherwise would frustrate its purpose, noting that at the time it was passed in 1996, only about a third of the states had criminal statutes that specifically proscribed domestic violence. Ginsburg noted what had become obvious, writing, Firearms and domestic strife are a potentially deadly combination nationwide. By extending the federal firearm prohibition to persons convicted of misdemeanor crimes of domestic violence, proponents of the Lautenberg Amendment sought to close this dangerous loophole. Needless to say, the attorney for Mr. Randy Edward Hayes, Troy Gattris, was disappointed. This opinion expands the right of the government to restrict your Second Amendment gun ownership rights, Mr. Gattris said to the West Virginia Record. I am also concerned that this ruling could lead to the loss of the right to own firearms for many people not just those convicted of domestic battery, but also people found guilty of less serious misdemeanors. It could be as simple as spitting on someone. So, why am I dwelling on this case from West Virginia? Well, RBG wrote the opinion. But critically, it points out why we need to be vigilant in domestic violence cases, which is to protect the nearly 38% of women who are and will be domestic violence victims. We know that women are victims of domestic violence homicides nearly four times a day in the United States, and that the presence of a gun greatly increases the chance that a woman will die at the hands of an intimate partner. The Lautenberg Amendment is a tool that we have. Be sure to use it. File those CPL 370.15 notices alleging that the victim and the defendant are members of the same family or household as defined in CPL 530.11 subdivision 1. And that includes people who have an intimate relationship, whether or not they live together. When the relationship is established, either through a plea allocution where the defendant admits the relationship, or at a post-conviction hearing, the Lautenberg Amendment is now in play, and the defendant cannot possess a firearm based upon a prior misdemeanor conviction for a crime of domestic violence. And since the presence of a firearm greatly increases the chances of a homicide in a domestic violence incident, Preventing that gun possession makes victims safer. So a word of thanks to RBG and also to all you domestic violence prosecutors out there. I toast you with my non-pumpkin spiced coffee. Until next time, this is Paul Stein. Looking for a bright new world. Want to look the